Welcome to Make Your Life Magnificent with coaches Jackie and Mimi, co-founders of The Resting Mind. We're keeping it real with Generation X women talking about the stuff that keeps you up at night. From managing the demands of your career to finding happiness in your life and everything in between. Each week, we'll help you close the gap between your conscious goals, the results you want to achieve, and your subconscious settings, your thoughts and beliefs, by sharing tools and strategies based in brain science and energy. Welcome to our summer short series, where each week, Jackie and I talk off the cuff about a single idea, quote, concept, inspiration, or current event. Today, I'm opening up, yep, me, 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 and talking about some of the things that have been my life's greatest challenges, greatest teachers, how it's made me stronger, gotten me here today, and where I want to go. Hey, Hey, Mimi. Hey, Jackie. This is a... So this episode idea, and I'm going to do mine next week. She's going to do hers next week. These episodes. How come I had to go first? You didn't have to. We (laughs) volunteered. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, But your story is stronger. No, it's not. It's strong. I mean, not that it's stronger. It's just you think so it's much str- more beautiful. You think so? I don't know. I guess it's, it's just different. It's, different. it's just different, different stories. But I, I feel like it's really important to be vulnerable. And I know throughout the year and a half that we've been podcasting, I have cried many a times or teared up or been vulnerable many a times. Mimi has, you know, been vulnerable many a times. But we've never really shared our true story from beginning to end. Mm. And why it matters and how it impacts us. And I don't, I want to just say, I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. I think that's a really difficult thing to believe if you've ever had a child who's passed away mm-hmm. or someone young who's passed away or, it should, I just feel, but I do believe that we who are left here on earth, need to pull the meaning out of what happens mm. and we need to I agree we can use it to sink us or we could use it to help us float yeah and no matter how tough life is i am i want to just say i am proud um to call mimi my friend oh thank I'm you proud of who she is because when i hear her story i'm not so sure i could have been really as strong yeah, oh. as you are. Oh, thank you. I think, well, let me tell you the story. Yes. So, <laughs> just, so just to share, because I, I, I think people who listen are going to be amazed by the incredible woman you are and how you don't use your past for an excuse for who you are today. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. And that was a very conscious choice. So I'm so actually very proud to hear that that comes across and that is really what has inspired me my whole life. So I'll just give you quick background about where I was. I'm going to give you a quick background to kind of bring you up to speed of where I was when this pivotal moment really happened. So I grew up on Long Island. I am the oldest of four and a very middle class, maybe even a little bit lower middle class family. And I remember my biggest dream was to just really be successful. So I remember even as a little kid in the summer, I would spend tons of time by myself. You're not surprised by that. You know, creating businesses or creating, I used to run the school for the neighborhood, you know, and I I loved to just spend my time doing these kinds of things. And I remember that it was very important to me to, like I said, be successful. And so in my mind, 
the greatest way to do that was to have a career, right? If I wanted to make a lot of money and be successful, I had to have this career. And that's where I I started. I put myself through college. I remember the day of my graduation, I went to FIT and I remember thinking I was so proud of myself because I knew how easy it would have been to drop the ball and not do it because it was hard sometimes. I had to work, I had to do all this stuff. So fast forward, I start my career. I had... I was probably, I was in my early 20s, I was about 28, it was my second job that I wasn't really happy at, and it wasn't the greatest fit for me, but I was there, and that is when, um, I'll never forget, it was about a four o'clock in the afternoon, I got a phone call from my mom saying, Jenny, my sister, um, had a migraine, she had a really bad headache, but my mom's voice was very shaky, my mom never is shaky. And I was like, all right. She said, I took took her to the doctor. They think it's a migraine. We're going to take her for a brain scan tomorrow. And I was like, all right. Um, But I felt very unsettled. And I remember I went home. I was recently married. We had dinner. We had just finished dinner when the phone rang. John, my husband, got it and said, we have to get to the hospital. Your sister collapsed. And long story short, she had brain aneurysm. She, She pretty much died in my mother's arms at home. They got her to the hospital. Um, they got, she was immediately on life support and it was about 24 hours where like my whole life just went upside down. I had never, my grandfather died six weeks before this, but that was natural. I mean, he was 90 years old and it was my first real experience with loss, um, in my immediate, immediate family. It's not even real. Yes, it was, I'm sure, but Nothing prepared. I can't even Nothing. imagine anything. Nothing you for like that. Even no. if you would have had other people, your sister at, at I did lose 18, a cousin. Remind me. Yeah, she was eighteen, and I had I did lose a cousin, probably like eight years before he was killed in a motorcycle accident, and close family. So that was a huge. That was my probably my closest. Um, you know, that that was the clo- the first time I had really been around something like that. But it wasn't my immediate immediate family. But the good news was, not good news, but my cousins were there at the hospital with us. And I remember thinking, my cousin Sue Ann, who was there, and I was like, I knew that I would be okay because I knew that she would take care of me. And I knew that she got through it and I could too. That's the only thing that kept me going. So she passed away. And I was in this job that I was like really, really miserable at. And I wasn't a fit and I came back and I know I wasn't firing firing on all cylinders, but they started to push me out. And that almost pushed me over the edge because I always prided myself on having this great career. And I I just really started to second guess myself. I knew I was probably going to get pushed out the door. So I, I mean, I, I, look back in my life and it was probably the like really the accumulation of all of this was probably one of the hardest things I'd ever gone through. Anyway, I did find a job at another company that I wound up being at for like 20 years. It was an amazing job. And I was I was really lucky, but what happened was because of the joint experience between the fear of being pushed out and thinking I'm not good enough at my job and wanting to not have to deal with the loss of my sister, I jumped into this next job with two feet and worked my ass off. So I would work from, it was in New York City, I would leave the house, I'd be like on a 6 a.m. train. Um, I would work most nights till 10 o'clock. And this went on for a few years. And yeah, it went on for years and years. So 
I'll give you a quick timeline. My sister passed away in 1998. So now we're up to around 2008. And um, I'm starting to get the feeling that I'm itchy. I want to do something different. I'm not really sure what it is. So I start a food blog. I start thinking about doing a side hustle. So you can kind of get a sense of where I am in my career at this point. But I'm also vice president of marketing. Like I had worked my way up. So that's where I'm at, starting to feel really itchy and unsettled. And it's now, it's a Saturday afternoon. I will never forget this. And again, I had this food blog. So I remember I went to Fairway and I would cook. I would, on Saturday mornings, I would get all of the supplies I needed to do my food blog. And I remember even when I was cooking that day, I was going to make salmon with artichokes. It was a day, it was a day in the spring. And I come home from Fairway and there's a blinking light on my answering machine. And it's my mom saying, Scott collapsed. Scott was my brother. Scott was in a basketball, playing basketball. He was 6'9". He was almost, like, he could have gone pro. Um, he was playing at a charity basketball game. He collapsed. And she said, call me back. And I remember it took me several times to dial that phone because my hands were shaking so hard. Like, I couldn't dial the phone. And she was like, you know, she said, I'm, I'm scared. And I was like, shit, we're this is it. Like if she's scared, I knew that we were really screwed. So it's all right. I'll get John. We'll get over there. He was in a hospital about an hour away. Um, I remember my mother-in-law calling in between, like just, just calling. And I remember answering the phone and just screaming. I was like, I remember shrieking. Like I, I, I you know, I, I was screaming, who is this? Who is this? And just so not like me, cause I'm usually so composed. I think it like scared the crap out of her to hear me so unhinged, but Long story short, we um, got to the hospital. He had gone into cardiac arrest. There was hope that he would pull through. So he was on life support. He was on semi-life support. And then as they were, we were taking him off the life support. He went into, um, I just, I guess, full uh, failure. So they had to put him on full life support. He went, he was brain dead. Similar to my sister, but different. And it was always, um, it, you know, it's not, a, it, it, well, I'll get to that in a second. So, I mean, that was a pivotal moment. Like it happened twice. It happened twice. And I was, I just couldn't believe it. It was 10 years apart. He was getting married in two, in two months. We had, I had to cancel all the wedding plans. I remember my sister-in-law saying like, I can't do this. Can you do it for me? I did. I got all the money back. When I think about having to go through those weeks, I don't know how I did it. It was also the thing that woke me up because I decided in that moment, I'm like, I lost two siblings. They would not want me moping around. I knew that I didn't want this job anymore. I knew that I didn't want to work till 10 o'clock at night. And it was the thing that I was like, I've got to figure out what my next is. And so I really doubled down and it took me a while, but I figured out that I, I like really was going to work really hard to get myself out of this corporate life because I knew that wasn't what I wanted. And, and that's, that's really the story. I mean, you know, I, there's a lot that went into it after that. It was step by step. I stopped doing the food blog because I just, my heart wasn't into it anymore, but it was a stepping stone because it allowed me to really, um, it, it, it opened my eyes to the world of online marketing and it, I became fascinated by it. And that's really, you know, now I'm a business coach and I love, I love all of the possibility that goes around that. So 
it's interesting how things always lead you from one thing to another. Do I you also think, I have got a question. Yeah. I'm sorry not to interrupt, yeah. but do you think if Scott was still here that you would have ended here? I don't know. I know if Jenny were here, I think that I would be a very different person because I was someone who used to complain a lot. I was like, you know, always found fault. And when that happened, I would fly off the handle a lot, you know. And when that happened, I was like, life is too short. I really just don't have patience to be that person anymore. Didn't want to complain anymore. So that opened my eyes to like, people will say like, you're very laid back. And I'm like, oh, there's just not like, why? get so wound up over things. So that's changed me in that way. Would I, I think I probably eventually would have gotten to where I am, but I don't think it would have happened so quickly. I really don't. But, you know, because Scott died, I went skydiving. People like, are you crazy? But I really wanted to live life. I went out, I got four tattoos. That makes sense. I wanted to live life. I didn't want to have regrets. And so I started to have a lot more fun. As a, as, a, as, as a human, as, a as human. opposed to being a working... Yeah, and workforce. you know that I work, I still work a lot. So that's something I'm still working on is to learn how to have more fun because I can easily slip into the working too much. But it definitely spurred, it gave me the courage to do it. The courage to step off yeah. and realize that there's nothing holding you back from actually doing something. Yeah. If you fail, it's okay. Like, what is what does it matter if we fail? Because... Death is failure, yeah, right? Death exactly. is really the only like, thing you have to... Yeah. You can't come back from. You can't come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, the skydiving wasn't the best right, thing. Your mother might, might have had a heart attack, right? Oh, I didn't tell them until after. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I'm on the ground. They're like, what did you do? And then they were all excited. But yeah, I didn't tell them. And I remember my boss was like... a re- My boss who was like her, Mary. I don't know if you're listening. But she was always like a big sister. And she was like besides herself. She didn't you're going to do me. this to your parents? Yeah. Like, she was like... Yeah. Yeah. She's Italian too. Like she was going crazy but I did it and I'm really happy I wouldn't do it again but I'm happy that I did and that was the thing like I didn't want to be afraid like I wanted to scare the shit out of myself I wanted to be afraid and do it anyway yeah and if I knew that if I could have gotten if I could pick myself back up from those two things I could really get through anything and so you know and the other thing is also I did it in the beginning when it was really scary we talk so much about your why um I did it because I like that was my why. I wanted to do it in honor of them. I knew that they didn't have the opportunity to live their lives the way they wanted, and they were both such special people, and they had so much potential. And so I felt like it was my obligation to do it for them. And that's how I started. That's a that's an amazing point. That whole idea of you you're kind of taking the torch and mm-hmm. and running forward with it because yeah. they can't. Yeah, exactly. Like you know they there's an analogy from last week's episode. Yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> There is, you know, and I remember my sister had wanted to go to Italy so badly. So I went to Italy, you know, um, things that my brother would have done. Like, you know, I embodied some of his greatness and I, I no, I will never Don't play, play basketball. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never play basketball. But, you know, the other things that he was just amazing. Like he drove a, a red Range Rover and like, I promise one day I'm going to drive one. You well, know, you know I, what I also find, and we said this in the beginning, Mimi, is that you said it changed you, right? So... Of course, these big moments yeah. change you, but they've changed you for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and, a choice, though. It is. It a, is a choice. Sometimes it's a cho- yes. It is a choice, but sometimes you. Sometimes people like because I know some things about me, like some things that have happened in my 
past have changed me to be harder in lots of ways, um, to have a harder external shell. Mm. And not that I'm not vulnerable on the inside, but sometimes I'm just, I just know I need to do that to be able to process and get through. So I think those things change you and it doesn't have to be positive or negative, but I do think that not using it as the thing like, well, when this happened to me, or that's why I am this way, or, um, using it as a crutch, I think that takes a very strong person and a very strong person with a strong sense of self to not do Mm. that. I guess I've never really looked at it that way, but I guess you're right. I mean, listen, there were times, there are times where it's hard. And believe me, there are times I feel sorry for myself. Of course you You do. I still feel sorry for myself for my dad. It's my dad. Yeah, But I still feel sorry for myself. Of course. I I think that's you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a human nature. Like, I don't think that ever goes away. So don't think it's something that you've got to be like, you pop up the next, it took time, believe me. I felt like I was knocked on my ass. I remember the day after my sister passed away, I was brushing my teeth and I remember looking in the mirror. I was 28 at this point, And I said, it, it took so much effort to get myself out of bed and just to brush my teeth. And I thought, oh my God, am I going to live like this for the rest of my life? Yeah. And no, I didn't. But I mean, you do. I, that's exactly yeah, how you feel. That's like, how is I this, felt. Is I this was heaviness. Like, am I always wearing? Am I yeah. always wearing this weight on my? Yeah, on my like, body. Am I always wearing that extra two hundred pounds? Yeah, it feels. That's like what it feels weight. like. Like, yeah, it does. And, yeah. and no, if anyone's going through this, or you know, you're not. It gets. It does get easier. It really does. You're different, though. I mean, I'm not in any. I'm not the same person I ever was. And in a lot of ways, I think that's amazing because I'm a lot better than I was back then I'm totally different so you know I think that's that's part of it thank you for sharing that yeah, story. you're welcome you're I, welcome I think it's important for all of us to be able to share our stories and do so in a way because so many people go through so many things that if yeah. the more people can share their stories the more people can feel like they're not alone they're and not that's alone really and important yeah and the other thing I really want to to leave you guys with too is even if it's not a death that someone has gone through you never know what someone is dealing with. Yeah. And I think that's more important than ever, especially when we've just come out of a year that's been so difficult. It's like, it's e- in social media, it's like so easy to point fingers at people and you're doing this and this person's a jerk. And you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So, you know, give someone... Be human. Be human. Be human. Be compassionate. Be empathetic. Be human. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's something that isn't a big deal to you, it might be a big deal to someone else. Yeah. So Everyone processes things differently. Yeah, exactly. So thank you, Mimi. You're welcome. All right, ladies, we loved having you with us for this week's summer short. Join us next week because I'll be talking about um, myself and opening up with me. And we have a lot of and Jackie has very powerful story. Yeah, well, there are lots of little stories kind of come together. It's like the compound effect. Um, <laughs> so we're really excited about having you here with us. Thank you for spending this 20 minutes with us. And until next week, cheers, cheers to your magnificence. magnificence. If you like this episode, leave us a review. It'll help more Gen X ladies find us so they can make their life magnificent.